Are you ready for a touch of Costa Rica? Join me for a life-changing adventure in the land of Pura Vida. See a friendly face holding a sign with your name on it. Hop in the van and journey through a continuous scene of palm trees, farmland, sugarcane fields, colorful homes, and Brahmin cows to arrive at the Costa Rica School of Massage Therapy in Samara Beach. Feel the excitement of what's to come at this wellspring of holistic health education, self-discovery, and community. Now, it's time to hear the story of one who has come before you. Welcome to A Touch of Costa Rica, a Costa Rican wellness travel podcast presented to you by the Costa Rica School of Massage Therapy in Samurai Beach, Costa Rica. You can learn more about their transformative offerings by clicking the link in this episode's bio. I'm Kiana Martin, your host and travel guide on this brief yet powerful trip to introduce you to the people, places, and priceless takeaways that are waiting for you. Today, I'm pleased to bring to you some of the memorable experiences shared by our previous guests. When was your first introduction to massage and what inspired it? My first introduction was to massage was when I was quite young, actually. Um, I grew up with scoliosis, the curvature of the spine, and I had quite a lot of discomfort in my shoulders and my lower back. Um, and thankfully, I had a mom who was a professional ballerina, and so she really understood movement and the body. And um, she took me to physical therapy and massage when I was young, uh, and that really, really made a difference for me. Uh, well, Kiana, um, this goes back to 1985. <laughs> Seems like so long ago, but I was in I was in theater school in Illinois, and they had to, they had to take all sorts of strange classes, and one of them was on movement, where we did all sorts of tai chi and whatnot, and, and the instructor at one point said, here's a sheet of paper with a whole bunch of people in the movement, dance, et cetera, world. Pick one, write a paper on it, hand it in at the end of the semester. Well, I looked at it and there were 50 names on it and I didn't recognize a single one. But the name that kind of leapt out at me because I thought it was funny, it was such a smarty pants back then, was Ida Walt. I just thought her name was funny. So I thought, I'll write a paper on her. So I went to the library and I found a book by her, which was amazing that they even had it. It was her small book on meditations about the structure of the body and fascia and stuff I had no idea about. And I was really taken by it. And it was sort of like the first, first little sort of seed that got planted. And then we ended up taking in that same theater course, uh, an anatomy uh, semester and everybody hated it, but I thought it was just so fascinating. So then I went to Chicago and I did a theater internship and it was not the best time of my life. And I ended up getting a really just a super sore, painful neck. And one of the people there suggested I go to see a massage therapist. I thought, what? I mean, this was 1990 and nobody was doing that. And she said, no, you really got to see this guy, Bob. So I went to see Bob Barrett, who is still a massage therapist in Chicago. And he, in about three or four sessions, brought my back, my neck back to normal. And that was another huge seed that planted it, you know, for where I was headed. And I didn't even know it at the time. Well, Kiana, I went to college uh, and graduated in 1982 um, with a bachelor's degree in literature and theater, uh, which uh, did not open the doors for me that I thought it might. And so I was... Um, 
bashing around a bit and doing some volunteer theater work and trying to figure out what to be when I grew up. I was a nanny for a young family. And I remember sitting down at their kitchen table one afternoon reading the Seattle Weekly. And on the back was this tiny little ad saying, go to massage school, call this number. And it was one of those moments where it was so shockingly clear that that's what I was supposed to do that I still remember that phone number. My first introduction to massage was in my early 20s. And I was super active. I was doing a couple of different things. I was racing triathlons and I was um, performing in a hip hop troupe, but I was using my body a lot. And so um, where I was living had an incredible school for massage therapy right there. And so I got some student work and um, I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. It felt great. Helped me a lot. Listeners who are not aware of your world-class learning tool, A Massage Therapist Guide to Pathology, Can you share what was that light bulb moment that inspired you to make this contribution to the education space? I'm so glad you asked that question because I love talking about my origin story. And I'm just going to pull my book up here. Crash goes the desk. So this is the current edition. This is the seventh edition of the book, which I keep by my desk all the time because I'm constantly having to look stuff up. Um, and there, there, truly, there wasn't really a big light bulb moment. It was here's, but but some really amazing things happened. So um, I had, I was in massage school. I I started tutoring people really while I was still a student because my teacher asked me to help some people get caught up, and I seemed to be having an easy time. So he said, "Here, will you help these folks who are struggling with some of the bookwork?" And I discovered how much I love being a teacher. Um, I kept on with that school as it grew and matured and became, you know, a, a, a full-blown teacher and then the assistant director of the school. I was there for nine years uh, when my husband had a job move and, you know, you follow the health insurance. So, <laughs> so as we were getting ready to move away, my boss and mentor um, gave me a little computer. They were upgrading in the office. So he had a, a, a used computer for me. And he said, you keep telling us we don't have enough information about contraindications. And you're going to be this at-home mom now. My kids were, uh, I think, two and four or two and five at the time. <laughs> he said, you're going to be this at-home mom. You're going to have all this time on your hands. So why don't you write us a document we can use at the school? And this was pre-internet. It was, at least for most people, it was pre certainly well before Google. Um, the tools I had were the AMA Family Medical Guide and the public library and a couple of AMP and pathology books at written at college level that were way beyond me. I did not really, I mean, I just had to, it was like reading a foreign language, um, trying to make sense out of those, which gives me a great amount of um sympathy and compassion and empathy for people who are trying to learn this material, right? I think that's part of those struggles are part of what makes me a good teacher. Um, So I wrote a document for the use at the school in Seattle, took a year. It was about 200 pages long. I went to my boss and I said, well, you know, here's this thing. You're using it. You seem to think it's useful. What if I looked for a way for more schools to be able to access this. Maybe someone else might be interested in this because this was around 1992-ish. And um, 
he kind of laughed and he said, well, yeah, sure. Whatever. Go ahead. See what, you know, see what happens. Um, and I called a friend, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Dr. Ben Benjamin, who at that time had four books on the market. And I said, I have this thing and I'm not sure what to do with it, but maybe it's a book. And he said, well, I, again, this is one of those moments where then everything is so startlingly clear that this is the right path. He said, I uh, just got this letter from this publisher in Baltimore, which at that time was 40 miles away from me because we had moved to Maryland. He said, I just got this letter from this publisher in Baltimore, and they're opening a whole new department in complementary and alternative medicine, and they're looking for manuscripts. So here, call this lady. How did that all come about for you to start trading your services in order to build your practice? You know, at that time, um, I was feeling a lot of, I think the fancy term for it is imposter syndrome um, because I hadn't gone to business school and was trying to run a business. So I started reading a lot of books. And so I can't recall which book it was, but I'm going to guess it was probably a book by Michael Port called Book Yourself Solid, where he discusses different ways of marketing. Um, I was also really into the e-myth, the entrepreneurial myth, which talks a lot about why most small businesses fail in the first year and how you can avoid that and prevent that. Um, and so I was trying to read like a business book a week. I was really like dedicated to, okay, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it right. I don't want to make mistakes, which of course I made lots of mistakes as people do. Um, but reading a lot of books really helps me in the beginning to, to think about things a little bit differently because we're not really taught that in school. How did Rebel Massage come about? Um, Rebel Massage came about in a moment that I, well, I mean, there's a couple, there's a lot of different layers to it as life does, but, um, I had a YouTube channel that I started and I really didn't like it, didn't work for me. And then I was kind of creating a new YouTube, um, channel and starting to develop product and as I was doing this, I kind of was thinking about who I wanted to see on YouTube or who I wanted to see as a leader. And I felt like everything that was out there was like, you know, soothing and peaceful and calming and nourishing and wholeness. And those are all amazing things, but I wanted to stand out. And I felt like if I felt that way, somebody else probably felt that way. And so my whole, my business really stemmed from this idea of like, I am my own person. I'm going to have my own voice. And being rebellious is not necessarily like going against whoever's in charge. It's about forging your own path. And I feel like we as massage therapists do that all the time. I feel like we're constantly kind of figuring out who am I as a massage therapist um, and I wanted my business to represent that. Like whoever learns from me, I'm hoping has a sense of like, not wanting to be like me, but wanting to find their own path and wanting to forge their own way in this field. Can you offer us a quick walkthrough of how you took Trail Guide to the Body from a scribble to a tangible textbook for sale? <laughs> yeah, it, I laughed because... I honestly started writing the book on three by five cards. I didn't have a computer. I didn't have any money and I didn't, you know, I didn't know how to write a book. I didn't take in a lot of English classes or anything. So I thought, well, I'm just going to get out some three by five cards. So I did that for about six months. And then I finally bought a computer 
And I started to jot down ideas and started to put things together. And then one of the things that really helped me was I pulled out a three ring binder and I bought a big 500 page ream of three hole punch paper and I put it in there and I took out a Sharpie and then I just started drawing the book because I didn't think of this so much as a book, as much as a picture book. So I would open a page and I'd say, well, here's the title page and it's going to have this and this on it. And then I would open it to chapters and I would say, well, on this page for the biceps, we should have some text here and then we should have a picture of this here and this here. And the reason that was really helpful was because the book stopped being a thing in my head and started being a thing outside of me that I could look at and go, oh, as I flip through it, right, this is what it's going to look like. Well, that went on for about two years. And then I realized I needed to get a medical illustrator, but they were so expensive and I I didn't know what I was going to do. And then luckily, like fate, a student of mine, Robin Dorn, handed in an, an assignment with a whole bunch of images that she drew because she was a botanical illustrator and also loved just drawing parts of the body and stuff. So we got talking and one thing led to another and she graduated from school and then for about a year, we met every Sunday morning around her kitchen table and got the book done. Are you looking to start or enhance your holistic health journey in a Costa Rican tropical oasis? Click the link in the podcast bio to secure your space in CRSMT's massage program and continuing education offerings. Learn how to use your power to touch the world at this transformational school. So with suggestions or perspective changes, should professionals keep in mind? So they can grow their prominence in their market and the industry. I think first and foremost, um, you don't need nearly as much resources as you think you do. You can get scrappy, especially, gosh, online, there's everything now. Like You can reach out to uh, professionals in your area over Instagram and say, you know, I love your chiropractic business. Uh, what you're doing really resonates with me. Um, I would like to send my clients to you. You know, do you have any cards? And no one's going to be like, no, I don't want your clients. The first thing they're going to do is say, great, give me your cards too, or give me your, let's, let's swap like stories or let's swap a news article or, you know, like a blog post or a newsletter. Like there's so many ways that you can engage with people. And there's so many things that you can do that don't involve a lot of resources to start and grow a business. Even if it's just two days a week while you're working a full-time job or one day a week while you're working a full-time job. Like I think the more you take business into your own hands and your practice into your own hands, the more empowered you'll feel. Um, and look, there are plenty of folks who love our industry, who love to come to work, get paid and go home. And that's phenomenal too. I love those people too. But if you have even the littlest bit of an inkling that you might want to thrive by starting your own practice, I highly recommend doing it. From your experience, what do you find most unforgettable from your time in Samra and at CRSMT? Oh my goodness, so much. <laughs> um, I love the bright orange squirrels with the ringtails. I love the howler monkeys that shout at you from the telephone lines. I love, love the giant iguanas. We named one Boris. Um, uh, my favorite time of day at Samara was twilight. And I would go, because the compound has a pool. So I would lay in the pool because this is when all the mosquitoes come out, but also come out the bats. I love bats. 
love them. So you sit, you know, you 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 float in the pool at twilight. You're protected from the mosquitoes. You get to watch the bats dipping down to get the bugs. Um, it is it is just glorious. It's three blocks from the beach. It's three blocks from the jungle. Uh, and um, oh gosh, I got a I got a, a coconut every day. That was like my special treat was to go buy go get a fresh coconut from the coconut guy. Um, I loved it. And this year I'm, I'm taking my husband. So we'll have a, we'll have a really good time. As we bring our conversation to a close, what tips do you have for our massage therapists who want to follow in your steps in building a robust social community? Have fun. Just have fun. I think release the expectation that you are going to be profoundly like, um, proficient with anatomy. Anatomy is something you never stop learning. And the more you learn, the more you know you don't know. And I think a lot of people get frustrated with that. So just dive into it and have fun with it and enjoy the learning because it never stops. And once you can like really embrace that part of it, then the whole thing becomes fun. Lastly, if you could sum up your massage therapy journey in one word, what would it be and why? Play play because I just know that every time I feel like I'm playing and doing the thing that I love, everything unfolds from there in ways that I have no control over. And it just feels like the right approach to learning. I guess this is why I named my company Books of Discovery, but I would say discovery. Um, This book was a journey of discovery for me. And in turn, it gave others an opportunity to discover, discover about themselves, about the human body, you know, to feel, to sense, to experience something for the first, the second, the hundredth, the thousandth time is one of great life, life's great joys, you know, to continue to discover. And I, I would say that would be the word. And I'm just happy to have been a part of the experience for people. Before we leave the sands of Samurai Beach behind, I want you to imagine one more sun rising up over the crystal blue waters of the Pacific Ocean. Let it serve as your invitation to click the link in this episode's bio to join us for one of Costa Rica School of Massage Therapies, upcoming massage programs, retreats, or continuing education offerings. We can't wait to meet you.